Amen. And are we grateful for the cup and the bread, which remind us of the great value of our salvation. Please turn with me to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter this morning. I promised that I'd get back to this verse because it really is the heart of the gospel. We spent some time with 2 Corinthians 5.17. This morning I want us to focus on verse 18. And we'll see that this truly is the heart of the gospel. That is, uh, surely as God gives us new life, that's the regeneration. He also gives us new relationship, which is reconciliation. How many of you know that uh, God is doing a great work in your life of helping you come to full relationship with Him? Full relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Full relationship with the world as a witness. The Scripture says an ambassador for Him. And so here we see the heart of the gospel. Our regeneration, new life, and then our reconciliation our relationship with Him and with others. So verse 18, all this is from God, and aren't we grateful, (laughs) who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ not counting men's sins against against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Pretty important word here, huh? Reconciliation. Our regeneration, new life, our reconciliation, new relationship. And how is this possible? Because of God's grace. I remember a definition of grace and mercy that I learned in high school. And I always go back to that for just a simple reassurance of what my relationship with God is all about. Let me give you a definition for grace and a definition for mercy. Grace is what God gives me that I don't deserve. Mercy is what God withholds from me that I do deserve. How many of you know that God loves you more than you deserve? How many of you know that you deserve more judgment than God has given because of His mercy? And it's because of His grace and His mercy, I am reconciled to God. You know, we see reconciliation as a very, very important principle of life. We see that the term has special meaning for the Christian, but it's a term that we use in this world to speak about the coming back together of relationship. Reconciliation is about restoring relationship. It's about settling a dispute. It's about squaring an account. It's about coming to an agreement. How many of you know that it's awfully difficult to make it in this world if you're not willing, if you're not willing to make agreement with others 
Can I go for, even when you're right and they're wrong? How many of you know that our basis of our relationship with God is that He's right and we're wrong and we need to make an adjustment to Him? Sometimes we get the idea that our reconciliation with God is that God is reconciled to us as we are reconciled to Him. No, God doesn't need to be reconciled to us. He's always been God. (laughs) He always has been righteous. We broke relationship with Him. We're separated. We're lost. And it's necessary for us to be reconciled to God. Have you realized by now that your nature and God's nature are not compatible and God's not going to change? We need to change. And that's all the reconciliation process. Now, there's three parts to this reconciliation as we see that... uh, We are reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, His sacrifice, our acceptance of His provision for our salvation. We are reconciled to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And how we see this was a huge issue in the New Testament church as the Jews and the Gentiles had such a hard time being reconciled to relationship with each other. Yet, God told them, Because I have loved you and forgiven you, you need to love and forgive each other. And so the first step of reconciliation, as we recognize what God has done for us, is what God has done for all of us, and then we are one in relationship with each other. But then there's a third step to this reconciliation, And that is, we see a whole world out there that Jesus died for that need Him just as much as we needed Him. And so, he says, we are His ambassadors with this message of reconciliation to a world that so greatly needs the same love, the same grace, the same mercy that we have received. Now, this is a call to growth and maturity in the Christian life. Do you see how as we come close to God, He shows us that we need to reach out to one another. And then all of us together reach out further to the world. This is the whole process of our growing up in Christ as we realize that God's love for us isn't just for us to enjoy, but it's... It's His love for us to share with one another and to give to this whole world. How many of you know that God's love really is the answer to the world problems? It's God's love. It's not our knowledge. It's not our ability to quote scripture. It's not ability to do good deeds. It's about God's love for us and through us. We look at the need for reconciliation on a, on a practical level. And we realize that uh, this term is often applied to the elimination of a debt. How many of you have had a debt and paid it off and were so glad that it was reconciled? When you talk to the person who you owe money to about, about satisfying the debt... You're talking about a reconciliation that sets the relationship back to where it was before the debt was incurred. Reconciliation 
is the term that we use to describe when people are divorced and they decide to come back together in marriage or any other type of relationship. And what a wonderful work of grace it is to see reconciliation at work. How many of you are grateful when you see a husband and wife come back together after they came to a place where they thought there was no hope for their relationship? Parents and children, friends, brothers and sisters, partners. This this is part of the gospel, to be reconciled. And we need to be reconciled with one another whenever there is a difference, whenever there is a dispute. And we have to seek that higher ground where that relationship, by the power of God's love, is reestablished. How grateful we are. Reconciliation is uh, such an important part of life, such an important opportunity for us to experience God's grace. Now, there's another scripture I want you to see that gives us even further insight to this principle. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 13. Ephesians 2, beginning with verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. (laughs) Wow. How many of you can remember a time when you were far away? Before you knew Christ, or perhaps you backslid and got into a condition where you knew that your relationship with God had to be restored. Verse 14, For He Himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in His flesh the law with its commandments and regulations, His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of two, this making peace. It is one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Wow, there is a lot of truth there in terms of our relationship with God and with one another. Notice that it was reconciliation that solved the problem of our distance from God. How far away we were. In verse 14, we see that this, our sin had caused a barrier, a wall between us and God that had to be broken down. And third, we see the hostility that we had with other people. By nature, growing up in this world, people that we don't like. How many of you know that God wants you to love the people that you don't even like? And how wonderful that is. The promise is that He puts the love of God in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that gives us the capacity to love people even that we don't like. Supernatural power. Reconciliation. That's what God told the Jews and Gentiles 
that would be enough to bring them together in relationship. He says, get over yourself. (laughs) Rise above. The Jews were so proud of their traditions and their law, and the Gentiles were so proud of their knowledge and their achievements, and neither wanted to come to God on the other's terms. And God said, come to me in Christ. Meet me there, and I'll be one with you. And isn't that always the case? That as we meet in Christ, we find that we have relationship with each other through the love that only God can give. So, in this reconciliation, we see that it's a great gift from God that we know we did not deserve. But it's a great duty a responsibility that we have to give to others. First to appreciate what God has done, then to give to others, and then to reach out to the whole world. You see, reconciliation isn't just a term that we use about this relationship. It's about God's very nature. Do you see God in His righteousness and His justice? And it's out of His love that he restores relationship with us. This is hope for us. This is hope for the whole world. And how grateful we need to be. Okay, let's make some practical applications with this. And then we're done. First of all, we need to remember as we think about reconciliation that uh, God knows how far we've been away from him. How much sin has separated us from Him. How unworthy we are of His love. And He has chosen to save us, not because of who we are and what we've done, but because of His love which is sufficient to restore His child. So, we've got to get past all those notions of approaching God based on how good we are. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we even... In our prayer, we say, well, I really can't pray earnestly about this until I start doing better in my Christian life. No, 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 no. You go to God because He loves you. I, I heard someone saying one time, well, I really, I really need to get in a better relationship with God before I ask Him to heal me. I said, no, 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 no. God will heal you because He loves you. <laughs> Not because you're doing so good religiously. <laughs> And so we come to God based on His love for us. Doesn't that kind of free us up? Hallelujah. How many of you as a parent would turn away your child who who sincerely needed your love, your forgiveness, your help? How much more will a loving God accept us as we approach Him? Second, we need to realize that God didn't just save us for ourselves. He saved us to be part of of His family, His loving, reconciling family in this world. Therefore, let me just say it this way. we got to get past all of our prejudices and our criticisms towards one another. Rise above with God's love. Hear this. To love each other. To love each other. Because He first loved us. By this By this will all men know that you are my disciples, that you go to church regularly. 
No, that you agree on all points of doctrine. No, no, that you love one another. Love, love, love. Isn't it interesting that the attraction of that love is something which, I mean, there's nothing else like it. You know, in all the studies about why people go to church in the first place and why they come back to the church, it's not about the worship service or the music or even the education. It's about people being friendly, being loving. Isn't that something? Why would people want to come back to Faith Chapel? Because when they were here before, they found a loving, friendly family. That's the biggest reason. Because that's God's purpose for us. That's God's purpose for us. And then the third thing. Listen. All of this love. God for us. God enabling us to share that love with one another. All of that love is not just for us to enjoy, but to give away to a world that needs it every bit as much as we need. And so we realize that uh, if we want to be the ambassadors that we're called to be, we've got to be willing. What does an ambassador do? Do. An ambassador goes. (laughs) And an ambassador tells. An ambassador does. The will, the love of the one who is sending him. So we need to see our lives as being sent to tell and to do the love of God in very important ways. Well, let's be encouraged in our hearts this morning. The first that we're saved and we didn't deserve it. (laughs) And then we have this wonderful life to live of of receiving and sharing God's love. Father, we thank you for your, Lord, your reconciling power in our lives. Lord, we did not deserve any of this love, and we have all of it, all grace sufficient for our salvation and for, Lord, our wholeness, O God. Help us, O God, to wake up and help us to realize the, the responsibility and duty of this love and help us to share it with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Please stand with me. I want Sam to lead us in a song, and we're going to have a closing prayer. And those who want to come forward and and receive prayer at the altar or just spend some time with the Lord before you go, please do so. And uh, we'll be dismissed with God's blessing. He is Lord. He questions this morning as we respond to God's word. Let's, as our eyes are bowed and our, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, let me just ask you this question. If you feel at all estranged in your relationship with God, you need to draw near to God. And I want us to pray right now for anyone here who feels separated or removed or 
feel that somehow there's a barrier there, that God would just melt that with his love and help you to feel close and loved, to have a new start in your relationship. Father, we thank you for your love, O oh God, and we pray that you'd just calm that heart, O oh God, that feels, Lord, somewhat separated or removed, O oh God, and help us each to know, O oh God, that as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us, O oh God. Forgive us for our sins. Lord, we agree with you that we have sinned, O oh God. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for the restoration and a new beginning in our relationship with you. The second question is, if you're stirred in your heart because you know that God wants to be, wants you to be a greater ambassador to the world, a greater channel of his love, would you just raise your hand? I'm raising mine because I know God wants me to be a greater instrument of his love. And let's pray that God would help us. Lord, help us to be that instrument of love that the world needs, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to be bold, to be ready, O oh God. Help us to be practical with our love. Help us will be willing to serve, O oh God, even to get dirty, O oh God, as we connect with people who really, really, really need your love, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us. Show us opportunities today, this very week, O oh God. And Lord, you want us to know that anyone who is in need is an opportunity to show your love, O oh God. So help us to be sensitive. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for our time together this morning. We thank you for encouraging our hearts. We ask you to dismiss us with your blessing, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us to appreciate what we have from you and to truly share it with others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Please come forward if you'd like prayer this morning for anything at all.